1: And today I'm really thrilled to be joined by a colleague and a friend of mine, Aaron Conant from BWG Connect. Aaron is the co-founder and managing director of BWG Connect, a networking and knowledge sharing group of thousands of brands who collectively grow their digital knowledge base and collaborate on partner selection. Speaking one on one with over 1,200 brands a year and hosting over 250 in person and virtual events, Aaron has a real time pulse on the newest trends, strategies, and partners shaping growth in the digital space. Prior to this, Aaron was head of e commerce sales at Perigo, launching their Amazon business as well as their D2C and B2B websites, and began his career as a synthetic organic chemist at Pfizer. Welcome to the show, Aaron.
0: Good morning, Gary. How are you today?
1: Um, very good. I'm very good. You have just returned from a trip out to a conference. And what I wanted to talk with you today is how you're looking at the landscape of in-person events in 2021. And I know that you were dying to get out of your home office and get back in front of real human beings. So I wanted to learn what your experience has been like on the trail this year so far.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, which one do you want to start with? You know, we do a lot of our own events, but they're smaller format. But you know, the, the most recent one was Retail X. Do you yeah, want to let's start, start there?
1: there. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, if I were to classify Retail X as a whole, I think the organizers did a great job on one factor, uh, multiple factors, but one keen one, which was how do you make a lower attended event seem like there's a lot of people there and really, you know, push people together and, and make it, I don't know, seem more homey. Uh, so they took the lakeside building. If I kind of just set up, you know, what the floor plan looked like, you know, traditionally retail acts would take the lakeside building, both sides of it, wall to wall, you know, and, you know, massive booths that are there. Lots of people walk in the floor this year. They actually, you know, if you take that lakeside building, they cut it in half. And then they carved off another third with black curtains. And then they carved off of that two thirds of one half that's left. They carved off the back 40% and put in tables and probably like four food carts or so. So you're dealing with what used to be this massive building. And now we're, we were in, you know, 60% of two thirds of one half of it. So how do I look at it from a a partner perspective? And how do I look at it from a brand perspective perspective? If you're a brand showing up, you're one of probably just, I don't know, a handful of brands. I would say there's roughly a thousand people or just under that that attended. And a good chunk of that was was partners as a whole, was sponsors. So yep. great event if you are a sponsor, mm-hmm. getting to walk around and meet other partners and create other partnerships. But from a brand perspective, I think they're just the openness to travel and the openness to get together in large groups, I just don't, I don't think is there. I think people want yep. to get out. And I think they want to connect, but, you know, thousands of people in one location, you know, a yep. lot of people aren't ready for it. and A lot of businesses aren't.
1: So what's your view of some other events coming up this year, like grocery shop?
0: You know, I think there's a lot of hesitation, especially with the Delta variant popping up that I think there's a lot of people that really want to go. And Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of organizations that I'm hearing are just saying, hey, you can't go. There's a large pet show out in Vegas and Chewy and Amazon both backed out. And when that happened, even if you had businesses that were open to letting you travel to those, now the overall useful and business side factors of that are, are way down. And so then you had a lot of brands pulling out even from that show. So I still think... They're viable. I still think they're a good idea. I still hope that people continue to put them on because I think we'll get out of this in another year or so. But for the next year or so, I think they're going to be lightly attended by brands just out of business necessity.
1: That's sort of what I've been seeing on LinkedIn as well from people actually attending and and exhibiting too, is that there's a lot of, from an event sponsorship standpoint, been harder to justify than even harder to justify than usual this year with attendance being so low.
0: Yeah. I mean, on the flip side, you know, we do a lot of like small format for the network, like small format dinners with, you know, 20 people or less. And those are, those are fantastic. People, you know, come in and are just like, thank you for putting this on. We need to get back together. So I think if you can keep it to a smaller format, Or even for these larger shows, if they can have a lot of different breakouts and really communicate that well, I think they could pull off some really, really neat things.
1: So more sort of 50,000 foot philosophical question, what do you see as the value of these really big format conferences, the shop talk and the IRCE and the really large events versus smaller, more intimate events like the ones that you put on with BWG? Like what's the purpose do you think these days of a ecom exec or director of e-commerce of a brand attending either or both of those?
0: Yeah, I think from, you know, why are they successful? Why do I think they'll come back? You know, maybe not exactly the same as they were before. A lot of stuff won't be, but getting out of the norm, right? Getting out of the office, getting out of your house, and getting away from the office as a whole is something that allows you to focus into network in a different environment. So even if you do, you know, a webinar, right? You're still sitting in your office home or, you know, in an office, you're, you're not able to completely submerse yourself in it. And these larger format events, they not only provide smaller format things to do like dinners at night or happy hours connecting, you get that networking and knowledge sharing with other, with other brands that are out there. But you're also removed from the day-to-day, which allows you to kind of fully submerge yourself in it. I think everybody needs a break from the sometimes doldrums of work at times. Yeah. So that's where I think they really fill a great space.
1: You know, there's a bit of a paradox that I've noticed people talking about and I've experienced myself. I think back to the last in-person conference I went to, which was Etel West in Palm Springs two years ago. Almost two years ago. Oh my gosh, seems like such a long time ago. But the experience that I was looking for was really just to network with people in the industry, partners, just meet other people. That informal knowledge sharing that you mentioned, and I went to hardly any of the talks because, especially with really large event, they're often so polished and PRified that there's not. I don't get a ton of value out of those the formal presentations, and it's really all about the networking. But what I've noticed people talking about is that it's very hard to get budget approval to attend events without an educational component, even though that's not what they're going there for. They're actually going there for networking and informal knowledge sharing, not for the educational aspect. But that's that's the way that especially larger companies justify sending people to these kind of events.
0: I agree. It's you know, you've probably been there if you probably even if you're a speaker and you look around the room and everybody's on their their iPhone, right, or yeah. <laughs> their mobile <It's> device, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. Too totally. Fun. No, I completely agree, though.
1: So another sort of larger question, I guess the the context here is that people want to learn, they want to stay current. Is attending events in person? The best way to do that and what are the other ways that you see your the brands that you work with stay current I know not everyone can be like you Aaron you speak with 50 different people a week and that's something what lights you up and not every not everyone is able to do that but what do you think like that mix of formal and informal education and ne- peer networking should look like
0: yeah I mean you know for me it's it's talking one-on-one with people it's you know, a lot of people are hesitant to reach out and connect with other people. So I think the number one thing, especially in, in the e-commerce space, right? I mean, I, I, the former lifetime, I kind of read it in the bio. I was a chemist and it killed me to be at the back of a lab and not be able to yeah, talk had, to anybody. Yeah, I had
1: no idea about that. I'm so glad I got your bio because I, I would yeah. never have known.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. and we can go down the, the whole path on that one and, and scientific method and how you can use it to excel in digital. Maybe that's a, another episode oh. that we can cover, but It's, you know, so it's a variety of things. I think, you know, the podcast series that are out there, including this one, are incredibly helpful because you can listen on demand to it. But I think, you know, with the events that I do, which will be close to 250 virtual educational informational events, you know, they're all webinars. We do a lot of in person, we'll do a lot more when it comes back. But, you know, it's, I think everybody thinks they're isolated with the issues that they're having. And they don't realize that, you know, the majority of people out there are probably having the same issue, right? Like, how are people tackling profitability on Amazon? How are people mm-hmm. tackling, you know, limited storage space in FBA, if you're, you know, third party sell FBA or, you know, decrease POs in Q4, if you're, you know, if you're a non-giftable item with Amazon, what's happening with iOS 14.5 update? I think a lot of people have multiple contacts, they're just not reaching out to, to have that conversation with. And I mean, that's kind of the purpose behind when I kicked off this networking group was I'd spent seven months trying to find the right social media listening tool. And that shouldn't happen, right? Even everyone, you know, if you Google it, everyone that you talk to is the perfect partner for you. That wasn't true, right? There was one that was the best for me. And so I just started calling around and talking to people, like, how did you choose what? And you'll find that even though you think different people in your, you know, maybe they seem like a competitor, they're still open to a conversation with you around pain points around supply chain or something like that. So I think the small format events allow you to get a more personal connection and then, you know, you feel a little bit more comfortable reaching out to individuals after it. And so
1: Yep. Yeah, that's a great point. And I I'm a huge LinkedIn fan and user, and that's also how I have stayed in touch with people and keep sharing through that channel. And there's lots of things that, you know, I try and be as humble as possible and say, Hey, I don't know much about this, or here's my thoughts so far on this topic. What else could we add to this? And having those discussions in sort of in that format and having, getting into some back and forth with someone on, on LinkedIn can be hugely helpful to expand your worldview there. And people are very generous with their sharing their experiences there, which I find super cool.
0: And I find a lot of people want to share those experiences. They yeah. want to have that conversation. Yep. You know, it fulfills them to be able to help somebody else out. And so, yeah,
1: yeah, yep, definitely. Well, anything you'd want to add to this, this discussion that we've had so far on staying current in e-commerce, Aaron?
0: I think, you know, be open to reaching out to those that are around you. Most people in this space love a great conversation on digital. I would say be open to, you know, sharing your biggest pain points, right? A lot of people jump out there and they share their successes, which is fantastic. Um, You're helping a lot of people out when you're sharing that and you're telling them how you actually did it. But, you know, if you think, you know, every day, I want to be a little bit better than I was the day before. And, you know, to do that, it's, it's kind of putting out there, hey, these are my pain points. This is what I'm trying to solve for. And how do, we, how do I do that? And who can help me do it? Yep. I think that's really important. And a great right way to do that is just expanding your network on a daily basis. How are you growing your network as a whole? How are you getting the right, you know, your own little board of advisors, you know, in place and, you know, engaging with the right people to help, you know, make not just, you know, your business successful, but you as a person successful as well. So, nice. I mean, if that's anybody, if you ever want to talk, right? I, this is what I do. I talk to brands all day every day. So I, I love these conversations. I'm open to chatting with pretty much anybody. It's,
1: yeah. If you it, want to get a run military. on the board and, and you're you're just starting to reach out to people like this, reach out to Aaron. You'll always get a reply back. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And so speaking of networking and knowledge sharing, tell us a little bit more about BWG Connect and what you do.
0: Yeah. So it kind of gave a little background that I'd had that pain point of finding the right partner. And so it kicked off BWG Connect, you know, thousands of brands in it now. It's us start up the Fortune 100. It's every vertical you can think of. And we just network and knowledge share as a whole. I get to run point on that. So in talking with, you know, 30 to 40 brands a week, I'm just staying on top of the newest trends and strategies and pain points and, you know, partners that are out there that are doing the coolest things and are actually working. And, you know, from those conversations that we're able to get topics, you know, what the same topic comes up over and over again. Uh, We can go ahead and post an event on that. Uh, And then we have this shortlist then is everybody sharing who's working for them and who's not. We have this shortlist of the top service providers of everything in digital from international expansion in China to, you know, digital age 3PLs that can pick pack ship to performance marketing or help with Amazon. You know, there's the reality is there's a million and one service providers out there, but our, our network together has kind of trimmed it down to like the core few that really, really work. And so we just like to serve as a resource. Um, and whether that's, you know, one on one conversations or the virtual events that we do, we'll probably do next year close to 100 in person you know, small format networking dinners across the country. But hopefully we also get back to our full day in-person events where we, you know, usually those are in a tier one city and, you know, we can put between two and 250 people in a room and, you know, kind of crunch through some really cool data. But that's kind of BWG Connect in a nutshell. I mean, check out our website if you want to sign up for any events. We It's free for all the brands that are out there. And uh, just to focus on networking and knowledge sharing across the board.
1: Awesome. So that is bwgconnect.com. Yep. Yep. Awesome. That's it. Thanks, Aaron. Great to speak with you.
0: Absolutely. Thanks, Kerry.